right into the word. Today we're going to go to Matthew chapter number five, and we're going to be in verse 22 in the New King James Version. Matthew chapter five, verse 22. Matthew is the first book in the New Testament, and this is a beginning stage right here where we find Jesus had just went to Galilee, and he, they were doing a revival, and they were getting people saved, and the sick were being healed. And now Jesus takes all of his disciples up on the mountaintop, and he goes on what I like to call a Kanye rant. If you don't know what a Kanye rant is, there's a segment at Kanye West's concerts where he would get up there and just talk for 30 minutes about God knows what. But during this situation, Jesus, come on, how many of y'all know Jesus know what he's talking about? Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus know what he's talking about. During this, Jesus goes on a rant for God knows how long because it lasts for like five to six scriptures. And he's just telling them about his newfound wisdom in God and, and the, new, the newfound law that is found inside of him. And this is, this is where we first meet him, Matthew chapter 5, verse 22 through 24. If you're, say, if you're there, say amen. If you're just going to read it on the screen, say, well, <laughs> all on this side, not saved. We're going to get you healed today. Matthew chapter 5, verse 22, and it says, But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, I don't know what that means, but it sounds like an Egyptian cuss word, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, you fool, how many of y'all called somebody a fool before? Everybody. You fools shall be in danger of the fire, of the, of, of the hell fire. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Today's title of our talk is Offended to Second Winded. Offended to second winded. Look at your neighbor and say, I was offended. Look at your other neighbor and say, now I'm second winded. Here we go. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for your word. Lord, I, everything that is preached on today, Lord, is breathed out by you, through me, to your people, oh God, that everyone's hearts, minds are open, and that somebody will leave here changed forever. And Lord God, thank you for your healing power because Big Ben is starting today for the Steelers and we will beat the Ravens. In Jesus' mighty name, what do we all say? Amen. Has anybody ever been offended before by a show of hands? Anybody ever been offended before? <laughs> Good Lord, look around you. Has anybody ever offended someone before? Oh, be honest with yourself. Oh, and some of you did it on purpose. Uh, uh, all these offenders, repeat offenders in the house. Uh, the journey that I have been on in my life, and I haven't been along very, very long, and I haven't been married very, very long, but I have learned that women are sensitive. And on top of that, I have learned that in myself, women know exactly what to say to a man to hit them in a sensitive area that we did not know was there. Of course, I have this followed by examples, but my wife and I, we are 
the greatest couple in my mind that can, can be a true description of what you're supposed to be. Yeah, right. Listen, we are real people. We have issues. We have struggles. And we love each other at the end of the day. But there's a lot of times in our, in our marriage and in other people's marriages and your relationships and that you're in your personal homes where you will have little flare-ups rise up. Whether it's you're offended or she's offended or whatever it may be. And I remember one specific time was when I was taking out the garbage in my house that I bought. And I'm taking out the garbage and my black garbage can is full. So I grew up in a house full of eight people and we ate a lot. We did a lot of things. And Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, didn't matter, any kind of holiday, our garbage cans would just get filled up. And so once the black garbage cans filled up, you just turn to the blue one. Throw it in the blue garbage can. Do whatever you got to do. Now, most of us in here know the blue garbage can is for what? See, we didn't know that growing up, right? It was a garbage can. Whatever it did, the blue one just was cooler on Tuesdays. I don't know why there's a blue garbage can. And so we would end up throwing garbage in either one. And so I'm taking out my trash a few weeks ago, and, and the black garbage can is full. So I open up the blue one, throw it in there, and I turn around, and Devin is standing there. And she goes, what did you just do? I go, I, I, I took out, I threw away the, the trash. The trash was full. You didn't even have to ask me this time. I took it out by myself. <laughs> right? And she goes, well, what garbage can did you put it in? Well, the black one's full, so I just put it in the blue one. <sighs> I knew you did it. I knew it. And I'm like, what? And she's like, you put the garbage in the recycle. Well, yeah, the black one is full. What do you want me to do? Like, put the trash back in the house, you wouldn't be happy. You know what I'm saying? And so she keeps going on and she goes, you know what? If you don't care about global warming, that's your problem. <laughs> and walks in the house all kinds of offended. So I come in the house like, listen, I'm the only one who takes out the trash around here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to prove my point. Like, wait a minute, I ain't seen you take out nine garbage since you've been living in this house. And so now we're going back and forth. So then we hop in the car because we're going somewhere. And the thing with me and her driving, I am a great driver, but I am direction illiterate. Okay? Like, I, 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 listen, I can swerve in and out of traffic. My turn signal is always on at the right appropriate time, but I am direction illiterate. Where she can give directions. She can tell you six ways to get to the jack-in-the-box on Cave Creek. Don't know why or how she can do it, but she's like, oh, just turn down this neighborhood. We're going to go underneath the tunnel. I'm like, tunnel? We ain't got no tunnels in Arizona, right? Like, you're going to go over the, over the bridge and boom, you're there. And, but when it comes to her driving, I'm scared for my life. And we have a rule in our car. You are not allowed to text. I can text all day because I can text, change the music, and still be rolling, right? Still be making it happen. Where meanwhile, she will text and will keep her eyes there, and we're just driving. I'm like, babe, 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 babe. She's right? And, and, and I'm like, what are you doing? You're trying to kill me. I got purpose and destiny on my life, and you're trying to end it, right? And so next thing you know, we're, we're in the car. We're going back and forth. Well, you can't drive. And she's like, well, you don't know directions. And I'm like, so? You know what I'm saying? So now little things are beginning to build. And as time goes on, uh, we always have these things in our house called zebra cakes. Anybody heard by the gift of God, zebra cakes from Lil Debbie herself? Shout out to Lil Debbie. Zebra cakes. And, and anytime we get them in our house, she always eats all the zebra cakes. Or she'll leave me one, or sometimes if I'm, or sometimes if it's a really hard week for her and she's just like, I'm going to eat them all, she'll leave me like, you know, they come in two. She'll just leave one in there like folded and she's like I folded it I kept it fresh like 
There was eight squares and now there's one. Like, that makes no sense. And so uh, she does this all the time. And, and so she hops in my car the other day. And I like to get my Christmas tree cherry uh, smell goods in my car. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? You put them on the mirror and it just makes your whole car smell like cherry and, or strawberry or whatever. They have different flavors and, and it smells good. And that's my thing. I like to wash my car every week. And so she hops in my car. And this particular time I bought a six-pack. And she, she walks up and she's like, well, where's mine? And I'm like, well... I've only got one left. She's like, you only have one left. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't feel good, does it? <laughs> Disappointing, right? And so as time goes on, things begin to build and things begin to build and other things are said and other things are done. And when you don't, how many of y'all know, if you don't confront the little things, they will begin to pile up into a fence of offense where you will literally cannot see that person on the other side because you've allowed so much Anger and little things begin to pile up. Before you know it, you're thinking, does this person really love me? The enemy will start putting little, little, little whispers in your ear. Does this person really care? Is this, is this my God destiny? And I'm not just talking about my relationship, but you got to look into yours. Not just your relationships, but your friendships. you got to look into some of your families. Is there some things in your life that you have not let go? The enemy's number one strategy to defeating us as a people is to create div division. He wants to create division in every single person's life. He wants you down. He wants you out. He wants you angry. He wants you feeling uh, depressed. He wants you feeling like a victim. And so what you'll do is sometimes you'll put that complex when you allow the enemy to come in. Division begins to arise because the enemy cannot operate in unity. He operates in division. He is a lion. Have you ever watched the Discovery Channel? I got any Discovery Channel fans in the house? I love it when they show the lions or the tigers start chasing the gazelles because they be, they be running. All the gazelles are just going, right? You see the gazelles going, 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 and it's always the gazelle that gets caught that leaves the pack, and that lion goes after that one and doesn't care about the rest. And the most messed up thing about it is all the gazelle's friends just keep running like, Marcus, no. <laughs> and they just watching them get chased. Dang. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> the gazelle named Marcus. Hallelujah. Um, but you always see that happen. I believe that's why the Bible says the enemy comes like a, like a, like a lion, seeking who he may devour, because when you're part of a pack... Like you being in this church right now, you're a part of a, of a, a Christian-based pack. But it's about when you get attacked is when you walk outside them doors. See, coming to church is great. You being in here is awesome. But it's all about when you walk outside these doors. That's when the real battle starts. Because you don't have any other prayer warriors with you. You are alone by yourself. So what are you going to do to strengthen yourself to fight the enemy off? Come on, come on. I got to get amen on that. When you walk out these doors, what's going to happen? Everyone in this room has been offended before. We asked that question at the beginning. Every hand went up. Everyone in this room has offended someone before. I believe that God is calling us to stop being offended. You will always have things rise up in your life. This message is not to be preached to tell you that you'll never be offended again. But this can be a message that can help prevent future offenders in your life. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, don't be offended. Look at the other one and say, you too. <laughs> so today, three things to remember when you are offended. Three things to remember 
when you are offended, because you will be. Number one, you have to allow God to be your avenger. We're going to go to Romans chapter 12, verse 19. Allow God to be your avenger. Romans chapter 12, verse 19 says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to the wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. I cannot stand this scripture. Can't stand it. It's Bible, I have to believe in it. But I can't stand it because when somebody does you wrong, and you have the opportunity to get them back or say something back. Oh, come on now. It's hard to be like Jesus and turn the other cheek. When sometimes when you see a vulnerable, a vulnerable spot that somebody did you wrong or said something about you and you have some dirt on them. Oh, come on now. How many of us in here have some dirt on some people right now? In your back pocket. I remember being a sibling, and I remember being a sibling, I still am, but I remember when we were kids, anytime we would do something bad, I remember I would do something, and I'd be like, Mariah, don't tell nobody. She'd be like, I got you. And then so that later that night, mom would be like, Mariah, wash the dishes. And she'd be like, Zay, you got that? <laughs> and what can I do? I'd be mad, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, Next thing you know, I'm in the kitchen, but we would see this happen over and over again. But how many of us have that blackmail in our back pocket that you just want to release and you want to put it out there? Oh, you want to, you, 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 the Bible says, oh, well, let's go to this. Matthew chapter 18, uh, verse 15. It says, uh, moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Somebody say alone. Alone. How many of us will? Have an offense, somebody done talk bad about you, somebody done said something, you know, maybe a marriage didn't go right in your life and you, you just want to let the dirt out. How many of us won't go to that person, but we'll go on Facebook? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Y'all know about Facebook. We go, you go on Facebook, you go on Instagram, you go on Twitter, whatever it is, or you want to shoot your fire. and you, you feel good when you type in the text. And you always feel better when you put Jesus in it. I'll give you an example. I had, a friend, I had a friend that wasn't living right. He had just had a kid. He wasn't living for the Lord. He was making bad decisions. And so I tried to, I tried to talk to him about this before, and he wasn't hearing me. So I hop on Facebook. And I was like, I cannot stand when kids try to make kids and think they're called of God. Post it. Boom. Felt good about myself. I put my phone down, walked around in the circle, and looked at it. Come on now, because some of us, sometimes you know you feel deep down, sometimes it's good to start a little drama, especially if it's subliminal. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to read through the lines. And so right away, people start commenting, Zay, you good? Zay, what's going on? Zay, who is it? You know what I'm saying? People, people like, tag them, Zay. Tag them in it. Tag them. I dare you to tag them. You ain't going to tag them. You know what I'm saying? And, and so I, I get to a point where I'm like, yeah, man. And I've never been a confrontation person. When I was in kindergarten, y'all, this is a true story. They gave me the Peacemaker Award of the Year. Brought me in front of all the school. Isaiah's a peacemaker. I was breaking up fights left and right like Batman. I was up there just getting it. And, and I kept that. My mom used to always breathe that in my mind. Isaiah, you are, you're a peacemaker. You are a peacemaker. You're called of God. That was always bred in me. And so even in high school when fights would break out, yeah, I'd be filming for a little bit. But then I'd end up breaking it up. You know what I'm saying? World star real quick and then break it up. Like that was kind of like my deal. And, but I was always a peacemaker to the point where my principal would call me in. Anytime something was going down, they'd call me in, Zay. We hear there's going to be a riot today. What's going on? And I'm like, 
I'm not going to tell you, but what I heard was, you know what I'm saying? Just because I love keeping the peace. My mom always told me that. She used to always breathe that in me. And so when I go on Facebook and I'm thinking I'm safe because, you know, I don't want no drama. I don't want no drama. Unless it really gets physical and you're trying to come see me, you can see me. But other than that, I want to be in the dark because I don't like breathing drama. So when I posted it, as soon as I posted I felt convicted. I felt bad about myself. And, and I'm thinking to myself, man, how can I fix this? How can I fix this? But not like publicly. And my phone starts ringing and it's the dude calling me. Pick up the phone. Hello? Zay, you, you posting stuff on Facebook about me, bro? <laughs> nah, man, why? What you mean? At the same time, I'm like deleting it, delete, right? Delete all that, right? And so I'm sitting there trying to delete it, and he's like, no, man, be real with me. And I'm like, bro, I don't know what you're talking about, man. It wasn't until like two years later, I was like, bro, it actually was about you. I ain't going to lie. You know what I'm saying? I was tripping. I was vulnerable. I didn't go to church that week. It was just, it, it was, come on, how many of y'all know? Y'all just have weeks where you're like, you know what? I'm just going to be Satan today. And... I'll fix it tomorrow. <laughs> but I hated confrontation. I hate confrontation so much that I had a, a crazy situation at the beginning of this football season. If y'all know my family, we are football fanatics. And when college football starts, that's when the bands get the plan. And we love that atmosphere in our house. And so the first week of football, Devin comes to me the night before the, the big game. And she goes, hey, Zay, tomorrow I'm about to make you a bomb breakfast. I said, is that right? She said, it's going to be bomb. I said, okay, well, shoot, I'm excited, you know what I'm saying? And so I wake up, and I wake up to the smell goodness of breakfast. How many of y'all, the, the aroma of breakfast done hit you in the nose once or twice and woke you up? Come on, like, like smelling salt, wake you up like out of a dead sleep. You wake up smiling. <laughs> you better, that's, the first, that's the only time you wake up happy, on Christmas, Thanksgiving, and when somebody's making breakfast, amen? And so I wake up happy. And I get a phone call from my mom as I'm brushing my teeth in the bathroom. My mom's like, hey, baby, what are you doing? I'm like, mom, I'm chilling, you know, hanging out of here at the house. She goes, well, Zay, I'll tell you what. I said, what? She's like, I made the bombest breakfast this morning. Why don't you come over, have some breakfast with your mama, right? So now I'm thinking, well, what'd you make? She's like, I made your favorite. I made monkey bread. I said, stop lying, right? <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Right. And so right away, I'm like, dang, it smells good here. Mom done made breakfast. So now I start weighing my options. I've known mom longer. <laughs> Devin makes me happy. Mom gave birth to me. Devin's here now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going back and forth because it's my mom and I. And, and the worst thing, moms know how to make a voice. Right. So I call my mom back and I make a decision. And I say, Mom, Devin actually made breakfast this morning. My mom goes, oh, okay, I, I understand, Zay. You know, that's your wife now, and I've got to learn my boundaries and stay in, stay in my lane. And, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. Call me later, okay? I love you. I love you with all of my heart. <laughs> so I hang up the phone. So now at this, mom has done put, she done, she done, now I feel like I've offended my mother. So now I got to fix it. Why? Because I'm a fixer. I got to keep the peace, right? So I go in the living room. I'm like, I got I to gotta break this to Dev. Like, hey, Dev, throw what you just made in the trash. We're going to mom's. She made monkey bread. Hop in the whip. You know what I'm saying? And, and so mom, I, I walk out to the living room and Dev's there. And I'm like, hey, about to break it to her. And she runs up with me with the plate. Ah, right? <laughs> ah, puts the plate down. 
and I look at the plate. Devin has made a pancake that looks like a football field and bacon that are field goal posts. I'm not done. And then she cut sausages on the side of the football field pancake that made them look like football stands. So now in my head, I'm like, how can I ruin this right now? Long story short, I end up eating there and at my mom's. But I say all that to say I'm a peacemaker. Look at your neighbor and say, Zay's a peacemaker. <laughs> I don't know why I even went there. Okay. <laughs> but you have to allow God to come into your life and avenge things for you. Me going on Facebook was completely wrong. A lot of you in here have been guilty of that very act where you feel a certain way. Maybe things at your job ain't going well or a coworker, or a boss or maybe an ex-husband or an ex-wife or somebody's getting on your nerves. Whatever the situation may be, you should never take your issues to Facebook because the Bible tells us you go to that person alone. You don't go to that person with an audience because, oh, how many of y'all know social media is an audience this day and age? You got to be smart about it. Look at your neighbor and say, be smart. You got to be smart. You got to be smart. So that's number one. You got to allow God to be your avenger. Number two, assume the best and not the worst. Look at your neighbor and say, assume the best. Look at the other one and say, and not the worst. You have to assume the best and not the worst. Don't allow these little things to pop up in your life. And right away, our mind is, is such a powerful Thing that you will literally create a reality that is not a reality. Somebody that you see all the time at your workplace might walk by you and say, hey, how's it going? You say, good, how are you? You might give them a hug and keep it moving. Just because the next day they walk past and you say, hey, and they go, hey, how are you? That, oh, we got beef now. What she want? You know what I'm saying? You, you got to assume the best. You have, to, you have to assume the best. You have, man, you know what? It was, maybe she had a bad day. Maybe she had a rough start. Maybe a kid is sick. Whatever it may be, we are so quick to judge people on their reaction without even asking them what the problem is. And so now you let that thing brew up and you hop in your car and you get to thinking about it, right? And then you got to call your sister because your sister listens to you or you got to call your brother because your brother listens to you and you start venting and before you know it, you've done created a whole reality and really, the lady walked past you because she just didn't feel like talking that morning. And so next time you see her, she goes, hey, how are you? You go, I'm well. <laughs> because now you're offended. And so before you know it, there's, un, there's, un, uh, uh, there's, there's beef that's, all, <laughs> that's between you two for no reason. Our mind will let us wonder. For instance, I, a few weeks ago, I had like an itchy throat, right? And so... I'm like, why is my throat itchy? It's been itchy for like three days. And in my head, I'm like, maybe it's, I'm preaching uh, twice a week. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe I, I need to go to the hospital. But so I insisted, man, before I go to the hospital and spend money, I'm going I'm to go to the hospital online for free. So I went to WebMD.com. Don't do this, people. And they, you can put in your symptoms. Put in itchy throat. Typed it in. Boom. A whole page of what it could be, right? So I click on one page, and it's like, itchy throat? Yeah. Dry skin? It is a little flaky. <laughs> Discoloration in eyes? 
I go in the bathroom. My eyes is kind of red. Go back to the computer. Back on the computer. It's like a uh, uh, shortness of breath. I'm like, I do get shortness of breath every time I go to the gym. What is going? <laughs> Looking at myself, am I breathing right? I'm just trying to hear my heart. You ever just get real quiet and try to hear your heart? It is beating kind of funny. Let me see if it says something about the heart. It's like irregular heartbeat. I said, oh, my God. So now I'm pacing up, and it's the worst when you go on WebMD and you're at home by yourself because you got nobody to vent to, right? So Devin's not home, so now I'm walking around the living room, right? The dog's, like, trying to jump on me. I'm like, not now. This could be it for your owner, right? <laughs> and so I'm, like, I'm panicking, like, yo, what's going on? What's going on? And so finally it's, like, things that it could be, cancer, diabetes, death. You're going to die tomorrow, like, all these different things. And so now I'm freaking out. I call, I'm like, I'm like I got to call somebody, right? So before calling on Jesus, I'm like calling friends. Like, hey, bro, your, your throat been itchy lately? Because I'm trying to see if something's been going around. You know what I'm saying? But it's crazy how our minds would literally start creating a reality that's not real. Wasn't nothing wrong with me. Nothing was wrong with me. And so I end up, but, but your mind will take you to places. Yo, your skin has been a little flaky lately, Zay. Your heart does beat weird sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like different, a, a false reality inside of your mind. And a lot of times we fall victim to that in our situations, in our life. Where we would literally go to a place where, uh, of, of disaster instead of thinking of, of goodness. That's why we have to assume the best. You have to assume the best. Look at your neighbor and say, assume the best. You have to assume the best and forget the worst. Just think they're having a bad day. Don't WebMD somebody, okay? That's the whole basis of, of what we're talking about today. You don't have any business doing that. So that's number two, assume the best. Number three, because we were forgiven, we can forgive. Because we were forgiven, we can forgive. We're going to go to Mark chapter 16, verse 6. And this, this little part in the Bible right here alone changed my life at a young age. Because it reminded me of how good our God truly is. And it says, and this is right when Jesus is, has been crucified. The disciples go up on the tomb and, and, and Jesus is gone and there's an angel there. So it says it is. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. The key part right there is the and Peter. If you remember the story of Jesus before he's crucified, when they're in the garden, he tells Peter, you're going to deny me three times. You're going to deny me. Peter says, absolutely not. We'll never do that. Peter was, Peter was Jesus' ride or die type of dude, always there. Peter was the crazy one, cutting people's ears off. People talked about Jesus. I imagine Peter cussing people out for Jesus. Peter was on Instagram, Facebook, talking bad about people for Jesus. And, and this was, Peter was the right-hand man, and so it happens. He denies him three times, and the Bible says he even cursed at a lady, saying that he doesn't know Jesus. And so this angel says, go get my disciples and Peter. Everyone in here is an Ann Peter. Everyone in here is an Ann Peter. We've made so many different mistakes in our life. We've offended people. People have offended us. 
but yet we still have a chance. But yet you're still living. But yet there's still purpose. But yet there is still destiny on the inside of you. Because old things have passed away. And today's a new start. That being said, let's all stand around the room. It's a new start. It's a new beginning in your life. I changed my message three times this week just because I'm like, Lord, what, what are you saying? And I had no idea what, what was going on next. And I felt this deep in my spirit because as believers, Christian believers, we are the most easy to offend. It doesn't take much for us to be offended and hurt and down on ourselves or down on others because a lot of believers seem to be judgmental when our only judge should be Christ Jesus. So before you say something about somebody else, before somebody says something about you, you have to understand this, that God had every right to be offended by us. His own people crucified him. And he hops on the cross and says, forgive them, for they know not what they do. How many times have we let people off the hook that have hurt us? There's some people that walked in here today and you're still festering on something that happened to you years ago. And it's time to let it go. When you build a fence in your life, you literally build a fence. And so what you think is someone's done you wrong so many different times, so you build a fence so you can't see them anymore. That's what the enemy wants you to believe. But really, you're building a fence and blocking yourself in. You've created your own prison. It's time to let things go. So when Jesus takes his disciples up on this mountain, he believed that when I tell everybody this, 2,000 plus years from now, people are still gonna struggle with being offended. And God is here to break every offense in your life on today. That everything in your life that has kept you down, everything that is like an anchor holding you down in the ocean has to be set free and loosed today. I believe phone calls are going to be made today where you call someone and tell them, I forgive you even though you have not asked for my forgiveness. Because we were forgiven we can forgive. Some of us in this room have to take the high road. And I've learned it throughout my years. There's people I've called before and said, listen, I know you didn't even know what you did to me or what you said to me, but I just want you to know I forgive you. And there's nothing like feeling that weight off your body. If you've ever been feeling heavy, I'm not, talk, I'm not talking about physically, but if you've ever felt heavy spiritually, nine times out of ten, it's because you've either been offended or there's an offense that you're holding towards someone else. And today I challenge you to let it go. Today I challenge you to change the course of your life forever. And with that being said, everybody bow your heads, close your eyes around the room. If you're in this room right now and you say, you know what, I have never given my life to Jesus before I've never done it and I believe it's time that I believe in something 
that's more than me. If that's you in this room, you want to give your life to Jesus for the very first time, I just want you to throw your hand up in the air really quick. Is there anybody in the room you say, I need him for the very first time? Hallelujah. We'll say, you know what, I've, I've known Jesus. But I've fallen away. I've made some mistakes. There's some things I'm holding on to. And I need him to break it on this morning. I need him to change my life on this morning. And I need to give my life back to Jesus once again. If that's you in this room, and you want a second chance at life, I want you to raise your hand. Is there anybody in this room? You say, I need a second chance in my life on today. I need a second chance. I see your hand. Is there anybody else? You say, I got some things I have to let go on today. I've got life to live and I got things I have to let go of. If you raise your hand or if you didn't raise your hand and you felt that call, I want you to come on up to the front right now. And as you come, we are going to celebrate you. Come on, people of God. Let's celebrate these people. Hallelujah. Come on now. The angels are rejoicing in heaven as we celebrate these people coming down to change their life. Oh, they're still coming. Come on, people of God. We can do better than that. Come on, somebody give God a shout of praise this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Awesome. Awesome. Let's all spread our hands this way. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I'm asking you right now, Lord, to come into this room, oh God. And as you've compelled the hearts of each person that has came down this aisle on today, Lord God, you are changing the course of their life forever. And Lord God, we thank you for deliverance. We thank you for healing. And we thank you for your divine power, oh Lord. Lord God, that you will remind us that today is a new start of our new life and that what the enemy meant for bad, you will turn to good. In Jesus' mighty name, what do we all say? Amen. Amen. Appreciate you guys. Hallelujah. Come on, we can give them a hand. Praise. Hallelujah. Really quick, last call. If you are here today and you say, you know what, I don't have a church home. And I need, I need somewhere to call home. I need a church that's going to pray for me. I need a church that's going to be there for me. I'm not the pastor, but I'm living proof that their word works. And it's not just their word, but it's the word from God through them, bred inside of me. And not just genetically was I formed to look like my father, but, but spiritually, we look alike here at Kingdom. So if that's you in this room and you say, you know what, I need a church home. I don't have a church and I would love to make Kingdom in the Valley my home. You can just throw your hand up in the air. Is there anybody in this room? You say, I have to make this call just because I don't want anybody to go home homeless. Amen. Is there anybody in this room? You say, I want to make Kingdom in the Valley my home. Anybody at all? Hallelujah. Let's all bow our heads and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I'm asking that you seal this word on this morning. Lord, I'm asking for, for deliverance and healing throughout this room. Lord, I thank you for the things that you've already broken on the inside of us this morning, oh God. And that we will leave our baggage of unforgiveness at the door as we continue to strive in our new life through you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. What does everyone say? Amen. Amen. Be blessed. We'll see you Wednesday night, 7 p.m. or next.